Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Welcome to Believe in 76ers with your hosts, former 76ers point guard Eric Snow and two Sixers fanatics in Marcus and Tasia Dash. Believe in 76ers is presented by betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50. That's B-L-E-A-V-5-0 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in 76ers podcast. I'm Marcus Dash here with legendary 76ers point guard, Eric Snow, and my brother, Tasia Dash. Gentlemen, how you guys doing? Doing good, how are you? Good. Can't complain, can't complain. Well, well you, last you, night's game was kind of rough, but we'll, we'll, we'll get we, we can't complain. We can't complain. We, yeah. we will complain. <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> it was, it was kind of tough to watch. I, I thought we got that second overtime. Uh, I thought we were going to. Pull it out, you know. I thought the veteran presence of our squad was going to pull it out, but well, we'll yeah, we'll... we got the second overtime. I thought we weren't going to pull it out. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, we didn't have MB the second overtime, right? Yeah, so they got those, they got those young legs, man. Yeah. Um, but uh, before we get into um the the game that we saw last night, um, there was a topic that I wanted to ask you guys. Rough night, so I want to start with kind of a lighthearted uh, topic. Um, so the NFL uh, uh beat writer uh, Mike Silver. Um, he was tweeting online, uh, talking to some 49ers fan who was talking about the Niners saying, we need to do this. We need to do that. And Mike Silver responded saying, we question mark, don't say that you don't work for the organization. I, I and, and I've seen that before. A lot of other, uh, reporters and journalists say that don't say we talking to fans, but I want to ask you, Eric, as, as a former player, um, what do you think about fans saying we, when talking about their team? 
Um, I think it really depends on who they're talking to because if they say we to some people, we don't know who the heck they're talking about. Um, so I think you know if you if you're talking amongst friends and colleagues and you have these conversations all the time, the we you know matters. I think, but um, it's really not a big deal as long as they're not taking it so far. And I think a lot of people do take it so far when they start seeing weed and they start criticizing people and talking about who should go, who should get fired and all this stuff saying we, and, um, and we have no decisions that can be made in any of this. So, I mean, I think it's all in fun. I never really took it that serious when people say we, um, you know, I, I have teams that, I, that are I'm passionate about, and I say we, you know, I say we as a Michigan State, um, we as in Sixers, you know, I say we, um, but I know to what extent, um, <laughs> to that extent where I'm not going to say what they need to do or shouldn't do, like, and if I do say it, I don't get so emotionally attached that, you know, um, asking for someone's job, like that, that, that's the part where, I mean, I think it's, it's fine. But you know we got to be reasonable. You know, we, you know I'm a Google guy and I buy all Google products, but you know I'm not a Google employee. I can't say we. Um, and I'm sure you guys are the the other. What is it? Apple, whatever y'all do with Apple. Um, you aren't Apple employees. Now you can go buy all the products you want and support them all you want. Talk about how much you like them, but you're still not going to any business meetings and you're not making any decisions over there. So. <clears throat> We all know how this goes with sports, and sports is always an emotional for for us. But as long as those emotions are kept in check, you know, there's no issues to me. That's what it's really about, keeping them in check. So you're thinking when the, when the we goes too far, I get some entitlement there to to to, to try to like say who should go. I, I think I think when this, the the we gets to the point where you feel like it's okay to ownership almost. Yeah, when you when you when you see someone in public and you have the nerve to actually address them on what they should be doing, it's gone too far. Um, I guess with social media, people can say whatever they want to say um, because that's just their opinion. I don't really have an issue with that um, because that's just you saying how you feel. Um, but I do think that when you get to the point where it becomes so personal um with people um it's just it's just not necessary because it's in sport people think it's just okay and you get a pass with sports but you can a lot of these people that do all this all i say is it's it's fine when it's someone else but 99% of these people that may get on here and say negative stuff or do crazy things if it was them, if someone was coming to their job or hosting about them, they couldn't take it. Trust me, they couldn't take it. Um, so where they get on athletes a lot and say they, you know, sensitive, guarantee, I guarantee you that a lot of people that are saying they're sensitive could not take 99% of the things that they take. Um, yeah, but on think, social media. If you that. think you get their salary, that's going to uh, impact it? No, it won't. So. People can't take when someone disagrees with them about breakfast sandwiches online. Are you kidding me? Like, forget about jobs. They just, this, it's the, it's the fact because if they post something and someone disagrees, that's a problem. It's not even it's not even disagreeing <laughs> anymore. There's that there's that meme. I don't know the exact wording, but it's like 
someone would say, I like pancakes. And then someone else says, oh, you hate waffles. It's like, that's not what I said, dude. I didn't say I hated that. It, it, it's you can like two things without hating one. You you can say I like one more without. But yeah. that's how easily things get misconstrued online. It's it's crazy kind of where we live in now. Yeah, that's why, you know, you should call people instead of texting all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we've had a lot of interfighting in our family with uh, with uh, misreading texts and making it seem more hostile than it actually was over text. Oh, I know. <laughs> that's what I said. Sometimes you should call people instead of text. That's true. <laughs> um. So you're, but you, so you're okay with we as long as there's, there's a boundary there. Yeah, I'm fine with we. Do you say we with the Browns? Yeah. Okay. We are going you, to win. You said Sixers and MSU, but you yeah, actually. Yes. You were you were affiliated. You did have relations. It's 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 my high school, my hometown, Michigan State, um, the Sixers, the Browns. Well, I guess they're the Guardians now. Um, and you know, you know, the Cavaliers are. You know, I say we, but they're not on the same level. I know a lot of people get mad at me. They're not on the same level as the Sixers, but I. Don't really say we with them because people will think I'm talking about the Sixers when I say we. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like your like distant cousin. So right? I usually say the Cavs. <laughs> um, you know, Sonics is Oklahoma City. That's not the same for me. And yeah, so that's it. So usually when I say, like, if I'm talking to my boys, my and I say we, and we're talking about basketball, they know I'm talking about the Sixers. College, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they know I'm talking about Michigan State. Um, they know how I'm passionate about my hometown and my high school. Football, they know I'm talking about the Browns. And so, so we kind of know. I mean, they say we with the teams that they like. You know, theirs mm-hmm. is Philly everything. Um, so he says we, we 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 all know which team he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. My older son is he a little bit all over the board now. Uh, <laughs> he do like some Detroit teams, uh, Michigan teams. He was kind of – he was born in Michigan. Um, during the lockout, Darius and Jaren was born in Philly. My other boys were born in Maryland. Um, yeah, but the younger boys, yeah, let me see. Next boy is not into sports at all. Noah, he's 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 all over the place. Um, Grayson is somehow a New York Giants fan. Huh. Um, okay. So he says we um, basketball is Steph Curry and Steph Curry is the best thing to ever touch a basketball in his eyes. <laughs> um, they they ever ask, they ever ask you if you guard Curry? No, they're not going to ask that because they don't think anybody can guard Curry. <laughs> <laughs> um, Braden, he's a LeBron guy, but he's really a whoever Darius likes. Um, ah, okay. So, so Darius is a Philly guy for every sport except basketball. He's not a Sixer guy. He's a LeBron guy. So whoever LeBron plays for, really, whoever LeBron plays for is his team. With with, and he stands firm on. Um, he's not a team guy. He's a guy, a player guy. So he he probably follows like the grand scope. Wherever scope LeBron goes, but okay. the other sports, he's a team guy. Uh, Eagles, Phillies. I don't know if he really in the hockey like that. Soccer, Man City, like who, whoever his teams, his teams. Basketball, okay. 
whoever LeBron plays. How old was LeBron is the best ever play um, anything. So, how old was Darius when you when you played with the Cavs with the LeBron? Was that is that like is that that like his first memory of like basketball growing up? I mean, Darius was Darius was. Let me see. No, Darius was. That was that was when he was kind of getting more into sports. When I was in Philly, uh, so he was born the December after we went to the finals. Uh, okay. So he only had a couple years in Philly, but he didn't really, you know, he don't even, he don't even really remember Philly like that. Mm. Um, but Cleveland, he remembers. He, he, he remembers. He met LeBron like he remembers all of that. Mm. So he was there from, you know, I think he, by, the, when we, by the time we left, he was seven or eight. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to remember all that. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Especially how how yes. gigantic LeBron was. At that yeah. Time. So you're going to remember all of that. And um, so from that point on, LeBron's been his guy. Yeah. Um, it's a good reason. And so it's so that's, you know, in our household, we understand what we means. Yeah, yeah, a lot of wheeze. Yeah, so it's a lot of wheeze, and and it's a big deal when you know your team lose and all that. But we also don't take it too far where we. Well, I have heard some somebody needs to go stuff, but you know, in, in our in our house, we we've had some wee fights with uh, between uh, this guy over here and uh, and our brother who's a, who's a Raiders fan. They 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 almost come to blows over it. <laughs> Raiders and Chiefs. Whoa, that's 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 crazy. It's brutal. Yeah, it's brutal because like when we beat them, it's like beating our scout team. But when they beat us, it's like the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So well, I'm like, in Vegas. I'm in Vegas, and um, I get to see the Raiders all the time. So I know they're um, they may be the craziest fan base I've seen. They're big fans. Okay, yeah. They're, I'm they're, not they're, saying like the biggest following. I'm just like. Nuts. Passionate, yeah, on a crazy level. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's very passionate. He's a very passionate Raider fans. We've gotten to some a lot of verbal arguments. Obviously, they all start off nice, and then they slowly just become. I mean, you got arrogant fans. You got crazy fans. Passionate fans. Um, you know, arrogant. It's probably no one worse than well, the Cowboys. And what I always say is though. You know, we're two Chief fans. <laughs> we could be a lot more annoying around the house and whenever we talk about football. We 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 don't. We're pretty considering how dominant our team's been over the past few years, several years. We're pretty we're pretty confident. I mean, we're pretty quiet about it. It's a quiet confidence, I'd say. Mm-hmm. We could go around gloating, but I mean, that would be a lot of fights. Yeah, because you know the, the Raiders. You know, you know if you talk trash to the Raiders, they're crazy. It'll cause a fight. That's what you know. Yeah. 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 That's why you don't glow. Yep. <laughs> I don't glow because nothing to gloat about. They haven't been any good. So what's beating them even mean? Honestly, it's like a routine game for us. For them, it's a Super Bowl. But for us, it's not because we're mm-hmm. supposed to beat them every game. They're supposed to lose. So when they win, it's like a big parade. Yeah, I mean, that's you know, it depends on you know how long you've been a Raiders fan. Because that well, yes, I'm recent. It doesn't match, you know. Yeah, no, re- recent. I'm saying like Mahomes era, Reed era, really. We've, we've that's his. That's his thing. He always goes back to. Before we won a couple of years ago, it was more about. Uh, it was you see we. Uh, it was more about. Uh, you guys haven't won a Super Bowl since Woodstock, and then we won. And he goes, we have three. <laughs> you guys have two. So then it's like okay. Then they, 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 they pushes the goalpost for the argument. Well, I mean, it's true though. 
Yeah. He said Woodstock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's a good one. Oh man. Yeah. All right. Um, okay, so now we gotta get into the rough night that we saw uh last night. So um Harden returned, so that was, that was one good good positive from last night. Harden returned. You know, it didn't look the best. Um, maybe we were supposed to be on minutes restriction. They ended up playing what 40, 40 minutes, 41 30, minutes, I 38, I think. 38. Yeah. Um, so we obviously lost in double overtime. Um, Harden struggled, and you know, our offense has kind of looked stagnant at times. So I want to ask you guys, what, what were the biggest takeaways from that double overtime loss last night? That we lost. I mean, seriously, that's the takeaway. I mean, you, you're going into the season and you're seeing that Houston's the team that's. Got some talent, but it's young. Um, and the way they started the season, that's not a game we're supposed to be losing. Um, especially we know how tight the East going to be. We know how it's going to be hard for playoff positioning and, and start off at home. That, that's a game we have to win. We're supposed to beat them twice. So to me, that's that's what it's about. We, we didn't get a game we're supposed to get. Now we got to go get something else that we, maybe we were not supposed to get, but the position that we're in, we 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 can't we can't can't keep losing those games. You notice I said we. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I heard it. We're on the same page here. <laughs> um, Harden four of nineteen. Yeah, all makes came from three. Didn't hit a two pointer. That's it. Sounds like a Miami series. Harden again. Uh, four of eleven from three, seven turnovers, more turnovers than, than than made buckets, almost double actually the amount of turnovers and made buckets. Um, he was plus four for the game, so I'm not sure if that means plus minuses just mean absolutely. Oh, only him and Joel were plus. Him and Joel were plus. Yeah, he was second on the team. So does that just mean like because a lot of people say plus minuses is garbage? It's a bullshit stat. It, it, I mean, a lot of people are, but let's go to the fact that. Doc Rivers used it to defend PJ. I know, I know. Yeah. So you true. can't say now it's garbage. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, I mean, he was clearly rusty. We needed him in OT when him and B went down. I'm trying to think if I I think we honestly, I know it's easy to say this now, always. I think we should have had a, a hard and minute restriction with him. Um I think we should have been hard about the capping of it. I, I don't think we should have compromised that, not only for the re-injury, because that there's that, but just because we got into a groove without him. I mean, we, we lost a couple of games before he came back, but in general, I think it would have been better to slowly infiltrate him into what we're doing again and not just go full throttle back to him again. Um, I think we would have benefited off that as Especially when I mean I get why we did it when MB went down because we needed a scorer in there, but we were without we were without everybody for like a month almost. So it's it's not like we're a fish out of water without Harden and Embiid in the game. We're pretty used to that. We actually had a pretty good record without them. So I don't think it was necessary to really force force it to him that much. Um, because he started forcing it too, obviously. I know he's got that Houston thing, he's back in Houston. The emotions are running, I'm sure. Like that just took over at some point. Um, I just think reacclimating him slowly would have been a better deal. And even I saw um uh Tobias said after the game that uh we have to readjust to you know life with Harden again. Um, which made me think of a question I wanted to ask you. 
Do you think it should be that way? It should be more of a 50-50 split of Harden kind of reacclimating to what's been going on without him around. I, 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 I think the way you handle that, and I've said it I don't know how many times, is moving him from being the primary ball handler all, then all the time. Don't let him be the primary ball handler all the time. That's how you adjust it. So if, if Shake is in there, let Shake bring the ball. Shake come in, let him bring it up and move James to the wing sometimes. That gives you the different dynamic. But if you're saying we're going to play a certain way and then you got a guy like Shake, it's not that Shake do things better. It's just that he, we're, we don't play where Shake's going to have the ball and play one-on-one and dominate the ball. That's not how we play. That's not what's best for him. That's why mm-hmm. we don't do it mm-hmm. because that's not what's best for Shake, which is means that's not what's best for the team. But when James comes, James has the ability to do it. Doesn't mean doesn't mean that it's necessary. So, being necessary and being able to do it, you got to find a, a balance with it. And like you you did say a good point is like we may get back to that, but it can't be game one. Um, so I think some of that yes, that comes down to James, Doc. Um, and the team kind of like, yo, let's, you know, saying something or kind of forcing the issue like, hey, man, somebody. And that's where I think it's different nowadays with a lot of these guys. It's like some of these guys are like, hey, man, move to the ball, move to the wing. Like, let's let's push that. We've been playing fast. You know, you get, you get a little tired, you get a little winded, get to the wing and we'll push it up. Just finding some kind of different balance with that. And it's like. We tried to jump right back into the way it was when everybody was playing. That wasn't working anyway. <laughs> but I mean, I'm just saying, but plus, and you got a minutes restriction. So it's, it's already restrictions on play. So you know it's going to be restrictions on that style of play. Yes. But then it became 38 minutes of it. And then it's like, well, shit, <laughs> here we are again. Yeah. So I just, I think if he had 20, I think if he had like a 24 minute max, 26 minute max. Then yeah, go a little more, you know, hard, nice a ball, get, you know, get let him get readjusted to it, but then go back to like a normal offense again that we've been doing that actually worked when he's off the floor again. So I yeah, another positive I will say, uh PJ Tucker, but he had two threes, right? Yeah. Right? Three. Yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, I think one. PJ, yeah, I think it was one. I thought he had two. Shoot. Okay. No, well. I remember there was the one where uh, we thought it was a three. There was a, ended up being a two. Oh, that's right. Okay. Well, you know what? That's for me. I'm going to say it was two threes. Um, it was nice to see him, you know, confidently take those shots. Maybe, maybe hard unlocked him again. I don't know. But like we said, two threes a game and good defense, and we're good and and, and rebounding. Um, and lastly, I will say Tobias Harris, man, seven of eight from three through four quarters, didn't attempt one in overtime, either overtime. Um, that's criminal. I mean, that to go seven of eight and then not attempt one throughout ten minutes of game. That's just that's brutal to me, man. I don't th- and one without so, MBE. So, so if you say in overtime, so let's just say overtime. I'll give you an example. You play a game and then you get to overtime. Even the overtime is like five minutes. It's really played like the last two minutes. Um, unless somebody kind of jumps out there, but it's so everything's kind of slower, the pace, and, and we all know 
Tobias is not really a guy that they're going to go to. Lean on. So I, it doesn't surprise me that he didn't get, get those shots. It really doesn't. Um, because you don't you don't have the flow. You don't have the transition. You don't have the guys taking a shot, not getting back on defense. Like, you don't have any of that stuff happening in overtimes because it's the attention to detail is higher because it's such a lower time and fewer possessions. So do I think that when he has it like that, we need to make a more concerted effort to get him shots? Yes, but it doesn't surprise me that he didn't get shots. Yeah, he only, he only took three, I think, in both overtimes total. No three-pointers, just three three twos. He went one, one of three, I think. Well, in the second overtime, they had him posting up more. Like, MB was out, so they had him posting up down low more so than camping out. At the, I, I think know. with Joel in there, he might have got some shots. Yeah. You know, three. Yeah. I can make an argument, if not for Tobias Harris, we might have just lost that game in, in, in regulation by, like <laughs> – to eight to ten points. I mean, dude, seven of eight, and we still. I remember one point I talked to you. I told you, Mark. I was like, "Dude, he's seven of eight, and we're like down by four right now. What the hell is going on? Like, that's." Yeah. I mean, a, a team like that is young and multiple guys. Like, I can see how they can give us trouble if they're making shots with their energy and youth and athletic ability, and I can see it. But we got to find a way to win that game. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was the hurt for sure. Do, do you have the other the rebound numbers? Because I mean, it seemed like I mean, MP was getting that Fernando guy was was having his way with the the boards down low. Yeah, uh, he had a lot of rebounds in, in short um, short time for sure. I think he had like eight rebounds in like fifteen minutes, man. I mean, geez, uh, that's Reggie Evans got kind of stat. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'll pull it up right here. It, it, we. Team stats. It was now nah, we won the rebounding. We won it 47-39. What, we what about offensive boards? We had double the amount of offensive boards, man. Wow. Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, we shot terribly from three, 28%, 10 of 35. They didn't shoot much better. They shot 31%. Um they went to the line a lot more they, than we who are you talking about? They out rebounded us. Which game are you talking about? No, no, we 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 out rebounded them. Who was that? Rocket. Oh, I'm, dude, I'm sorry. My bad. I'm saying my box score says it was. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I was looking at the wrong box score. I don't know why that would come up first. Yeah, they dominated us on the board. Yeah, that, that, that would make sense. You telling me that, Tajik? I was like, what? Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, 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 what are the numbers behind? That? I was looking at the wrong box score. Yeah, fifty-one to thirty-nine. Damn. Woo! Okay, that's more like it. That makes sense. Yeah, five, um, sixteen. Offensive rebounds to our 11, and then 35 to 28 defensive rebounds. Pathetic. I think Fernando may have out-rebounded Embiid. Yeah, yeah. he did. Eight to seven. Turnovers were equal. Jabari Smith had 11 rebounds. That's The steals was just about equal. We had more assists. So it just was really the rebounding, um, which means they took seven more twos three more threes, and eight more free throws. That's the game right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three-pointing kept us in it. Yeah. That's it. Because we shot 47% from three. I mean, That's... we made 17. They made 14 threes. Yeah. Yeah. And they shot eight more free throws. I mean, they, I mean, if you look at the, the box score, 
and you didn't watch the game, you you would think they won't. Mm-hmm. I was shocked that Embiid only had seven rebounds, and then and three of them were offensive. Dude, Smith, Sangoon, yeah. and Fernando all each out rebounded him. Like that's not good. But I mean, yeah, that's yeah. We don't have we didn't have a rebounder off the bench. I mean, Paul Reed only had three. I don't think Harold Harold barely played last night. Did he play at all? Five minutes. Hmm. He didn't do much. Came in, sneezed, and then came out. Yeah. Um, damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So uh, one of the things we talked about going into this was like kind of the battle of you know getting to five hundred. They coming off five hundred. Um. We for a little bit we we were twelve and nine, uh, and then now we got a, a three game skid. Um. So five times this year we've been at five hundred. Um. Currently at twelve and twelve. Um. And, and look, if you look at the Eastern Conference, there are three teams that have single digit losses. Um. So there's a lot more parity in the Eastern Conference as a whole. Um. So the question I'm seeing that I think a lot of people online Sixers fans are kind of you know kind of hitting the panic button here. And are we, we? I know we expect more from this team, but I think is is the reality. I, mean, I want to hear your guys' opinion. Is the reality that we are just a, a 500 team this year, or are we actually, are we, you know, or are we better than that, or are we actually a 500 team this year? What our record tells us right now. Well, I mean, I think you know, right now we're a 500 team, but I, I think if we can play healthy basketball, we're not a 500 team. I mean, I, I mean, I'm firm on that, but. The more we keep having guys in and out of the lineup and we uh, start over and then get back and we still haven't played together and we're still kind of using those same um, logics and excuses, and if that continues, then we'll be a 500 team by the end of the year. I mean, it's a lot of parity in this league that, like, it's hard to go in and, and look. it's hard to look at the schedule and say, that's a win, that's a win. Like, like it's hard to do that right now, yeah. and that's – some of that is us, and some of that is just the way the league is. Um, you know, Pacers go in and just beat the Golden State from the beginning. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, they've been able to weather usually weather at home when Steph didn't shoot particularly well and still win those games. But now, you know, not only did they beat Golden State, I'm just giving that an example because Golden State had, were without starters and still won. Mm-hmm. Um, but so that type of stuff is happening. You you, you got to get on the run. I just think that we'll get on the run where we kind of start winning some games and you, you kind of get over that 500, um, you know, threshold. But I do think that the way the schedule is and the way the league is, it's going to be a lot of teams that's in that, 50, you know, 45 to 50, 55, 60% range. I think sixty percent. If you can get to sixty percent, I think that's that's going to pretty much be close to winning the um, division. Um, so I think we'll be above five hundred. But if we can get to you know fifty five percent, I think that would be a top four seed. To be honest with you. Yeah, I looked at the standings. I knew it was close, but I didn't know it was like this. Yes. So from C- from seed four to seed eleven, only two games separate. Yes. From four to eleven, that's that, dude. That's eight teams in two games. That's crazy. I mean, yeah, there's more parity in the East, and 
I wouldn't say we're a 500. I mean, we are obviously right now. Overall, I don't say we're a 500 team or a mediocre say, team. But look, you, you're talking about that. Like, but in the West, the 13th seed is five games from number one. Yeah. So yeah. that's 13 teams, right? That are five games within the first seed. Now we got to play those 13 teams twice each. Yeah. You, yep. you, you see what I'm saying? Like, yep. that's, and to say that, that's how I'm saying, like, that's how you end up being 500 teams. There's going to be a lot of teams in that range yep. where now all of a sudden you get to a situation where tiebreakers are going to matter. Um, home court is going to matter because it kind of depends on who you play, like all that stuff. That's why when you play a team like Houston, you no, know, they beat some teams. You got to win those games. You I mean, win those games. yeah, Houston just one of them. If you actually look at the single digit teams, we've lost to most of them. Yeah, I mean, because you you look Charlotte, at them, you Orlando, lost, San Antonio, and Houston. Yeah, we lost to Charlotte. We lost to. Did we lose to Detroit? We played Detroit, right? We beat them. I don't. Think, have we played them yet? No, no, I don't think we have. We beat so I'm, the, we I'm beat just the saying, you, you, you look at Houston, right? We probably had that on the schedule as a win. Um, now you say, okay, well. No, we beat the Magic. That's right. So you look and we say, we, we, we play Houston. We're like, okay, we can win that game. Then all of a sudden, you look at the schedule. The next game is the Lakers. And you like, and a couple of weeks ago, you're like, man, they playing horrible. We're going to get them now. Different game. They're playing extremely like, good ball. Most people coming in now, like, no, y'all not gonna beat them. I think we will, but I'm just, you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all not gonna beat them. Um Lakers are different. You know, we Brian played San Antonio when they were good, and then they probably won a game since. <laughs> but like that's you gotta win those games, man. I mean, and that was when we had our guys, so I don't even I don't even attribute that to the injuries. Charlotte, yeah, we were missing guys, but Houston only missing missing Maxi and hard just to come back. So I I can't really say you know, yeah. but you gotta win. I mean, a lot of the games we're gonna circle on your calendar as wins. We have like three or three or four of those are losses. And that's yeah. that's hurting. It's a big difference because our schedule hasn't even gotten hard yet. Yeah, we it's, haven't hit either of the spots we talked about in the, in the uh, offseason. Yes. We haven't even hit those spots that's, that's yet. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm close. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. But, yeah, I mean, I think we're better than that. We have obviously the capability to be a lot better than that. We have a lot of potential. We're just definitely flawed right now, and we got to figure out. We're a flawed, confused team. And I will say this, though, to try to put a positive spin on it. I'd rather be a mediocre regular season team and make a great playoff run than a great regular season team and then lose in the first round of the playoffs. So we could just be both of those, a mediocre and lose early. But if I have to choose one or the other, I'm going to choose to rather have a good playoff team. So hopefully they're just saving their best for last. I don't know. And, we, and we've been that team before, even with Doc. I mean, the, Yeah, the, we've been that the, team a lot. The Atlanta, the Atlanta series. I mean, we're, we're the one seed going to that that playoffs. Yeah, and that team a lot. Yep. Yeah. Um. All right. So now we're gonna get to uh, predictions. We have another uh, what four day break. Matt, this is a cra- crazy that we've seen this many four day breaks we've had in the season already. So early in the season. Yeah. 
wild. I mean, hopefully we better we better benefit from this and win on uh, on Friday. I'd say that played a lot into getting hard in those minutes. To let him, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think that, yeah, you, you, I think that's why he came back because you know you didn't have a back to back or a game in two days. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so I believe this is our second ESPN game we've had so far this year on a Friday night. The other one was the one of the Atlanta games we played. Um, so Friday we got a we're hosting the Lakers um, uh, at seven thirty on ESPN. Uh, spread has not come out for that game, uh, but who do you guys have in uh, a Sixers LA game? Mm. Seven straight home games, by the way. Coming. I say we get them. It's the last game. I believe it's the last game of the trip for the Lakers. I believe. I know they played, you know, tonight and Wednesday in Toronto. Um. Hopefully the city of Toronto does what it's supposed to do. Um, kind of <laughs> they, play, they play the Cavaliers <laughs> tonight, and then I think they play again. Yeah. yeah. Toronto was supposed to um, do their job and let them come to um, Philly ready to go back to L.A. So <laughs> they, I go, they, they have one more. They have Detroit after us. Yeah, I will win that. I got us winning. They'll win the Detroit game. They'll go down to us. It's tight, man. That's a lot of traveling. Tuesday, Cleveland. Wednesday, Toronto. Friday, back at Philly, and then Detroit. That's brutal, man. Um, they won three so far. Oh, they, they, they. they I mean, as right. much crap, two. as much two. crap as they people have given the Lakers. Now they won two. They're playing their best ball probably in the last. No, I'm saying two of the road trip. They they won before that too. I'm just saying they won the last two. Oh yeah, yeah, to, yeah. To start this trip. Well, they won their last five out of six. They won their last eight out of ten. So they're hot. I mean, this is the best they've been playing in a long time. Um, I I think yeah. I think we I think we win a really tight game. I think it's one of those they miss the game tie or game winner. They foul us. We go to the line to to, to make it like a three or four point lead, and that's it. Yeah, but it comes it comes. I think it's going to come down to like the last possession. In my opinion. Got it. Yeah, and this, as you said, Taylor, this jumps jump starts our seven straight uh, home games we have. So we don't play on the road till Madison Square Garden at Christmas. Yeah, better win. Got to take care of home. Yeah, yeah. We play Charlotte on um, Sunday. Um, last time uh, Charlotte beat us by six without uh, Embiid and Harden, and we should have. And we beat Charlotte, man. We have whatever to. the spread is. We we gonna cover. Yeah. I think we'll I think we'll beat up on them. I think I think eight to eight to twelve points. Take care two, of business. Two game win streak. I like it. Oh, we'll get it. There you we'll go. go. <laughs> hey, you got you got to start somewhere, man. Yeah. All right, fellas. Well, hopefully everyone locks in those bets for uh, Friday and uh, Sunday. <laughs> All right, fellas. We'll that does it for us. Thanks for tuning in to Believe in Seventy Sixers podcast presented by Bet Online. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.